Podcast. I'm Ryan Fowler, your host. We're going to spend about 15 minutes here talking Alabama Crimson Tide football, as we have for the last 485th or 485 previous episodes. This is 486, I believe, if I'm keeping count at home. Let me tell you a little, just a quick thing. We're going to talk about three reasons why I think Alabama is going to win the national title. We're going to talk about an experience that I had with a lot of SEC fans. And I think it walks a little, I don't know, maybe my chest poked out a little bit more, my chin up in the air. And I'm going to tell you about that story coming up. And one of the reasons why I love the University of Alabama. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about a a really unique story as we close down this final edition on SEC Country. And for those who have not heard, uh, the SEC Country side of things is going out of business. Uh, They're actually going to move and and going to be closing down the website. So this will be the final time that we visit on this platform. But I must tell you, invite you to connect with us on the Twitter account at Ryan C. Fowler. There's going to be ways that we're going to be able to stay in touch because I do a four-hour show every single day in Tuscaloosa. I also do this podcast. I've got some new adventures that's going to be taking place, and we're going to continue this conversation on a different platform. So make sure you stay tuned at Ryan C. Fowler. First off, let me let me say a big, gigantic Alabama, thank you from all of us here in Tuscaloosa. You know, we go back to many interviews. I've had a chance to feature a lot of different analysts, a lot of different former players, whether it's Joe Namath, whether it is A.J. McCarron multiple times, Jacob Coker. You know, I think about quarterbacks like Blake Sims. I think about running backs. I think about guys like Glenn Coffey telling their story. I think about Don McNeil, John Hanna, Dwight Stevens. So, yeah, the Alabama legends that we've got a chance to sit back and listen to them tell their story. You know, this podcast is really, I'm only a facilitator. You know, Nick Saban, I guess, is really the big thank you. And if you go back just a couple of minutes, allow me to take you back in time. And I think for those of us who have experienced the Alabama, I would say not dark days, but it was certainly darker than it was right now. You know, the University of Alabama and that script day has always meant the same to me. But I think I'm very proud of what Nick Saban has been able to be able to accomplish five out of the last nine. And when we go on vacation or we go to different places, and I know when I travel, I love to wear Alabama stuff, right? Just a simple gray T-shirt with an Alabama or Roll Tide or Script Day. You know, letting know that my allegiance falls back to Tuscaloosa. My allegiance falls back to the Alabama Crimson Tide. I recently took a little vacation. My wife and I enjoy going on cruises. And if you've never had a chance to do it, my wife, and, and I, I don't never talk really rarely about my wife, but she's a therapist, right? And, and I think that I'm her longest project when we talk about the mental side of things. So that's what that's her job. So she evaluates, helps people get through a lot of different issues. And uh, hey, like I said, I think I'm the longevity study. That'll be like, you know, 75 years. And then once I pass away, she'll publish a, you know, world renowned document on the craziest person uh, that this planet's ever seen, right? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. So, my wife and I, because I'm in the media business, because I do a four hour show, I rarely have a chance to disconnect, right? And we need that. We all need that, right? To get away. We don't do it during football season. We never take, we rarely take a day off. But I had a chance to go on a cruise. And on this cruise was the SEC. It was the SEC region. We had people from Arkansas. I saw a lot of Razorback fans. 
disappointing, I'm sure, what they're going through. And I don't know if there's a lot of excitement around there. Uh, when you talk about Mississippi State, there was a few of those, a few Ole Miss fans, a lot of LSU fans. Can you experience? I mean, just back up just for a minute. If you were an LSU fan watching the Nick Saban accomplish what he's been able to accomplish at the school that you don't like, and when you wear that Alabama logo, you kind of get some, you know, go to blank looks. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you, does anybody else ever experience that? When you wear that script day, that Alabama logo that stands for 17 national titles, 125 first-team All-Americans, 26 SEC titles. You know that Alabama logo that I'm talking about, right? You ever get that look? Like Georgia fans on this same cruise. Could you imagine that Alabama logo? The Alabama logo that means so much to you and I, whether it's something that our grandparents taught us, maybe our parents. I didn't have a choice. When I was growing up, my dad, not a chance. I would have ever had a chance to have a blue and orange. It just didn't coordinate in my family. Growing up in North Alabama, my dad gave me one choice, and that was to support the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm glad that I followed his footsteps and became a very passionate die hard. Got off on exit 73 here in Tuscaloosa on McFarland Boulevard and had a chance to fulfill my dream of attending the University of Alabama. Little did I know. A science guy, yes, a science guy, would end up doing Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. We talk Alabama Crimson Tide four hours a day, five days a week. Can you believe it? Tide 102.9, it's called The Game with Ryan Fowler, Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports show. And this has been a really ultimate dream. This podcast has only been a supplement of what I do here in Tuscaloosa. A lot of times I'll pull a lot of interviews that you may or may not have heard. And we try to make a conversation about it. But I go back to that script day because what Nick Saban is accomplishing and what Mal Moore believed in, he believed in that Alabama logo. He believed in the brand Alabama. When many folks, as Joe Namath told us right here on this very podcast, he said, I told Mal, as that accent from Pennsylvania would say, I told him he better have a backup plan when he went after Nick Saban. But you know, that same courage, when you talk about Mal Moore going after Nick Saban, you talk about Nick Saban accomplishing everything that he's been able to accomplish, the greatest honesty. Yeah, we have a little sense of pride here in Tuscaloosa. That Alabama logo, it still means the same, but it does increase a lot in value. And it does strike fear in those LSU fans, those Arkansas fans, those Ole Miss, all those different fan bases. Can you imagine? I mean, put yourself in their shoes, okay? Just for a couple of minutes. Put yourself in an LSU fan. Put yourself in an Auburn fan. Yeah, I know, they can go back to November. But deep down inside, I mean, deep down inside, they know what's happening at Big Brother, right? Big Brother's accomplishing something that will never be accomplished, and we will never see anything like this in college football history. That leads me to the big conversation. Three reasons why I think Alabama is going to win the national title this year. Okay, and I'm not just saying that because you'll click on this website. Hey, listen, they're going to cut, they're going to shut this thing down. So I guess at the end of the day, the numbers really don't matter. It, they don't really matter. But let's talk about three reasons why I think Alabama is going to win the national title. Yeah, we could talk about Nick Saban. Let's start on the offensive side of the football because the Nick Saban dynasty. I think it's been defined by a couple different things, right? Defense, 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 right? 
I think it's going to shift a little bit. Okay, I think I still think that Nick Saban and Tosh Lapoy and all those newcomers on that side of the football is going to have a typical Nick Saban defense. But I think the transition that we're going to witness, that we're going to have a chance to watch, is one of the best offenses that we have seen in a Crimson Tide year, right? We go back, as I said multiple times, 17 national titles. When you go back even to 61, a team that only gave up 25 total points, 78, 79, 92, 2009, 2011, 2012, yeah, a little offensive, and A.J. McCarron was able to get it done, and really a great quarterback. Now, listen, I'm a huge fan of A.J. McCarron, but I think Alabama, and it wasn't because of A.J. skill set, because he had the skill set. It was the willingness from Nick Saban. I think this year he's going to turn it loose. I think this team is going to be so great offensively that it, it's going to give the growing pains that the defense may need to go through, replacing all those secondary members, all those linebackers, all those defensive linemen. When you go through this offense, I think this offense is going to be dynamic. I think it's going to score a ton of points. Now, that's number one. One reason I think Alabama's offense is going to be explosive, I think they'll find a way to get all these weapons involved. And I know if you've ever listened to one podcast, you know that I'm a gigantic fan, and I was ever since this young man stepped on foot on campus to Otonga Valoa. I just see something. And you could go back one of these days, you can tell me I'm absolutely wrong. But I look at Tua Tungabaloa as a transcendent quarterback. He is a guy that's going to take this offense and the willingness of Nick Saban to adjust. There's been previous players, but really Nick Saban never gave them the flexibility to take it to the next level. I think offensively, this will be a record-setting year in Tuscaloosa. Number one reason why Alabama's offense is going to be dynamic. Number one reason why they're going to win the national title. Again, and then I guess we can have a discussion, is it a chance that they can go three in a row, right? You get back-to-back, and then we begin having the discussion that never has happened in the history of college football. Yeah, Alabama's came close multiple times. It really should have had it in 66 But then you go back, is it possible? First things first, I know Nick Saban would be screaming rat poison the top of his lungs, sitting on the top of Bryant Denny Stadium. Matter of fact, I can almost hear him now as I'm here right off Scotland Boulevard here in Tuscaloosa as I'm recording this final podcast. Number two, schedule. Schedule. Because as I look through this schedule, I don't see a lot of things that really forces me to go a different direction. I just do not see... Another team that can really challenge Alabama. But Alabama really needs somebody to step up. They really do. And I don't want to say Auburn because I cannot stand Auburn. I, as we've talked about multiple times, when you look at the Auburn Tigers, I just do not like the colors blue and orange. They don't look good on anybody. You agree or disagree? Really? Possible? Hey, tweet at me at Ryan C. Fowler. I doubt by now we've captured too many Auburn audience members out there, but you're welcome to send me hate mail at Ryan C. Fowler. Sometimes I'll respond. Sometimes I get a good laugh because, you know, deep down inside, I understand what you're going through. You've had to watch Big Brother win five out of the last nine championships, even when you thought you had them down in November. So let's go to the strength of schedule. Number two reason why I think Alabama is going to win the national title. Number two, schedule. Strength of schedule. I looked at some analytics over my vacation, and I looked at, I think Alabama's got around 
54, 65, something like that as far as strength of schedule. Not a lot of challenges. Yeah, you can make an argument. Well, the trip to Baton Rouge or the trip to Knoxville. Really? Come on, come on. I mean, have you heard the guy in Baton Rouge talk? That guy's not going to beat Nick Saban, okay? The guy in, in Knoxville, maybe a few years, Jimmy Pruitt will get things worked out. Maybe they can give a challenge for the Crimson Tide. That's not going to happen anytime soon. So let's back up. Number one, offense. Number two, schedule. It really sets up well for the Crimson Tide. I still think they need to be challenged and make sure because you want to get you want to find out your weaknesses before you get to the college football playoffs. And then when you look at number three, I think it's very simple. I think it's very simple. And I think that brand, that same brand, when you're wearing that Alabama logo and that Arkansas fan or that Ole Miss fan or that Mississippi State fan, even ran into a few Georgia fans. Could you imagine? The nightmare of flashing up that script day, that Alabama Crimson Tide logo that you fear. No, no, you don't fear, but they fear. They fear you because you're wearing it and what it represents. See, we see that script day a much different in look. That script day is intimidating. That Alabama brand, are we going to get everybody's best shot? Sure. What does that really mean? What does that really mean? When you back up and stand, think about it just for a couple of minutes, think about it. Look at this Alabama logo. What does it really mean? I mean, it means that they're going to hit you in the mouth and you're going to have to find a way to get up. And then when the first quarter happens and this offense jumps on a team, a lot of times they say, listen, coach, you said we had a chance. Not really. Not really. And so that Alabama brand, it catches up with them. Number three reason, and this is a big one, it's simple. I just believe in Nick Saban. I think he's the best coach that ever walked the sidelines. That's no offense to Coach Bryant. I just look at this generation, this college football. Think about it. They have thrown everything they possibly can at Nick Saban. Offensively, think about it. Think about it. Look at the up-tempo. That was all created because of Nick Saban's disguise of the defense reading everything from the sidelines and getting that in communication, right? To speed up the process, speed up the process. Nick Saban, it just, to me, when you look right now, it's kind of like taking candy from a baby. I mean, in, in times, I almost think it's he's toying with some of these coaches. He wants competition. He wants them to challenge his team because he knows it needs to, they need to get better. But at the end of the day, I think everybody else is playing checkers. And Nick Saban is playing chess. I just think he's that much better than the competition. I mean, tell me right now. Please, please don't tell me Urban Meyer. That guy ran from Nick Saban. Don't put him in the class with Nick Saban. He's not there. He's just not there. We're talking about a guy who had some, you know, MI, myocardial infractions, heart attack. He wanted to watch more volleyball. I mean, I've, I've run out of excuses. Let me give you the big excuse. He ran from Nick Saban. So let's go to the top coaches here. Tell me somebody right now that's in the conversation with Nick Saban. No, 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 there's not. And it's a big gap between number one and number two. That's the third reason. It's the it's the ultimate reason. Really, it should be the number one stop. It should be the number one reason why. But I think Nick Saban is going to have this team prepared. Yeah, there's some things that I'm curious about. I'm really curious to see how he manages his quarterback situation. How does he make it work? How does he get it to make sure that everybody stays happy, right? I I think that's a really, really big question for Nick Saban. How does he manage it? How does he get it to work? 
Tua Tonga-Baloa, in my opinion, is going to win this quarterback job. I think the team is going to rally around him. I think they'll be excited to be a part of the offense. I think the running backs will be excited. I think the offensive line. And I know you've already heard me go on rants about offensively all day long. And I'm sure you're sick and tired of it. But go back. Go back. And when you go back to this podcast and you say back in June, on the 29th day when Alabama podcast, Alabama Crimson Tide podcast aired for the last time on SEC Country, that Ryan said this offense is going to be record-setting. Record-setting, strength of schedule, and Nick Saban. It's just simple as that. They got better players. They have better coaches. They have better facilities. They have much better fans than everybody else, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, they have passionate fans in Baton Rouge or in Fayetteville or in Oxford or up in Knoxville, in Athens. But at the end of the day, you guys are the best. You're the best of the business. You kept this program afloat and just waited on Nick Saban to arrive. So as we begin to close down, three reasons why I think Alabama's going to win the national title. I'm just behind this program. I think it's going to be awesome to be talking about it all year as we prepare for this quarterback competition, as we prepare for the upcoming Louisville Cardinals down in Bobby Petrino down in Orlando but I just don't see a lot of things that really strike fear on the strength of schedule. I just think Alabama is going to be able to take care of business. Three reasons why I think Alabama is going to win the national title. But I had a chance to go back, and let me let me talk just real, real quick. Many, many years ago, there was a guy, not many, many years ago, what, about two and a half years ago, Brandon Adams sent me a DM. He said, Ryan, I want to talk to you about doing an Alabama podcast. I said, a what? A podcast? Hold on a minute, man. I do a daily four-hour radio show. Why would I want to do it even more? Well, I got to thinking about it. Well, for one, it could help me connect outside of the base of Tuscaloosa, which is where we facilitate all these conversations. But really, it would allow me to expand, go out, grab the other listeners, and to be able to pull them into what we're doing, to be able to connect with what we're doing. It's allowed me to really create some unique ways to deliver great content. I hope you've enjoyed it because I've enjoyed interacting with you. And I know it's me in here talking, but I promise you, every time I do a podcast, I almost pretend that I'm sitting around with a bunch of my buddies talking Alabama Crimson Tide football. It's very similar to my daily show. It's like a big family, right? We have something in common. We love college football, and we love the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so for the bottom of my heart, let me say this. Thank you so much for inviting me into... Maybe your office, maybe your living room. Maybe I've heard people that have DM me said, listen, the last thing I do before I close out the evening, I turn on your podcast, and that is making me just a, a very big sense of appreciation. All those out there that have allowed me to come in for 25, 30 minutes and talk some Alabama Crimson Tide football. Like I said, this is my team. It's a team that I'll support for the rest of my life. I've enjoyed covering this Alabama dynasty, the best college football dynasty that we've ever seen. And I'll enjoy talking with you. Let me invite you one more time. Connect with me at Ryan C. Fowler, at Ryan C. Fowler. You know my name. Just put the C, just like uh, Craig. Cat, uh, cat would probably be better. Ryan Craig Fowler. Find me there on the Twitter account. Connect with me, RC, Ryan C. Fowler. Find me there. Connect with me. We'll find out ways that we can communicate. We always open up a great conversation. I try to take time. I know about a ton of people. Where are you guys going to move this? Well, we've got a plan. We've got a plan. We've got a big plan. 
And I want you to invite, invite you to connect with us there. Appreciate every single one of you for allowing us to be a part of your day. Thank you for the clicks. Thank you for the listens. Thank you for sharing all the great news around Alabama Crimson Tide football. But, you know, thank you, as I said, to you for just being a part of this and supporting this because this has been a really wild adventure. But I guess we also need to thank Nick Saban, right? Thank you, Nick, for giving us plenty of content as we won another national title. Got close on another one, but we're going we're gonna to succeed that. We're going back-to-back national titles. Three reasons why Alabama's offense is going to be dynamic. It's going to be record-setting. Strength of schedule, number three is very easy. Probably should have been number one, Nick Saban. So as I close out one more final time, hey, find me. Listen to my daily show in Tuscaloosa. It's a via app, uh, tide1029.com, two until six local time here in Tuscaloosa. Let me do it one more time as we close down this final edition of the Alabama Crimson Tide podcast 17 national titles 26 sec titles 125 first team all-american 68 postseason appearances 38 postseason wins i've enjoyed hanging out with the best fans in the country i'll talk to you on my daily show that starts at 2 p.m monday through friday you guys have a great rest of your summer Hopefully our past will cross again. You guys have a great time, and I'll talk to you on Twitter at Ryan C. Fowler. Thank you again for SEC Country and all those guys that supported this podcast. Have a great evening.